Are you ready? Hey, you think you can tell us what to do? You think you can tell us what to wear? You think that you're better? Well, you better get ready. Bow to the masters. Break it down! What is up? What is happening? We are back again. It is week three, and this slate looks really good. We talked about that before the show. Uh, I actually really like this slate. We we get a lot of the, you know, the elite plays that are back uh, for this week that we didn't have on last week's slate. Slate because of you know most of them were off the slate or played on prime time and stuff like that. So there's a ton of different ways you can go this week. So let's not waste anybody's time. Let's jump right into it. So, as we always do, we go position by position. We start out at the quarterback position this week. Uh, in terms of uh, the elite plays, let's go to – let's drop down to the 6K range. We have Josh Allen at 8,200, Lamar Jackson at 8K, Patrick Mahomes at 7,900, Jalen Hurts at 76, Herbert at 74, Kyler Murray at 73, Kirk Cousins at 6,700, Joe Burrow at 66, Matt, St- excuse me, Matt Stafford at 65, Aaron Rodgers 64, Wentz at 63, and Tua below at 61, and Tom Brady at 6K. So, Matty, where are you going if you're going to play one of these, you know, more expensive quarterbacks this week? Yeah, so, I mean, I can I can really make a case for any of these guys, right? I mean, Josh Allen, don't really have to, to go into him too much, but, you know, we've seen this Miami uh, defense will give up a ton of big plays, which they just showed last week, you know, you know, f- freaking 40 to 40 football game uh against baltimore so um i i think buff the buffalo miami game is a very interesting one to stack up and buffalo is dealing with a couple uh injuries to their their defensive backs i know micah hyde uh has has been hurt and they've got another uh safety or corner that's that's dealing with a uh injury as well so um there's some injuries to pay attention to there in the buffalo secondary that you know could really benefit the the Miami side, which would ultimately, you know, make this turn into a, another potential massive shootout in, in Miami. So um, really hard to get away from Josh Allen if paying all the way up. Um, so he would probably be my pick. But, I mean, it's it's hard to, you know, it's hard to knock what Jalen Hurts is doing right now. Uh, he looks really, really good in that Philly offense. That offensive line is the best in the league, and he just has all the time in the world to throw. And not only that, but he's got Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown running routes down the field and then Quez, Quez Watkins who can run past anybody. So um, it's, you know, it's really hard not to like Jalen Hurts once again here and playing Washington, uh, who's just given up a ton of points to to Jared Goff and, and Trevor Lawrence in the first two weeks. So um, it, it does kind of feel like a somewhat trappy spot, though, after, you know, having a big, big win at home uh, in primetime against the Vikings to turn around and have a one o'clock road game in Washington, which seems like a very easily winnable, easily winnable game. Um, It just feels a little, the the spot just feels a little trappy to me, but, um, and it's solely because, you know, we've seen teams time and time again, 
you know, fall, you know, uh, fall short of expectations when they, you know, have a big win at home and then turn around and go on the road early the next week. Um, so not saying I'm out on the Eagles, but I would say, you know, there is a little bit of that, you know, that narrative that surrounds, you know, teams that have a big win followed by a, a short, shorter week the next week. So, um, I still have interest in Hertz and, and also Mahomes is right there as well, uh, facing an ND team uh, on the road. And, and we know the Chiefs defense doesn't play nearly as well on the road as they do at home. So Mahomes tends to have the, his bigger games on the road as well. Uh, so he's definitely in play up top. And then outside of that, if you know, if you're not playing any of those top guys, uh, it's really hard not to like uh, the Detroit Minnesota game with Cousins and golf. Uh, the Lions are, are really you know, that offense looks a lot better than what a lot of people were going to give them credit for heading into the season. Uh, you know, Amon Ra looks like the real deal. He's getting a, a ton of targets every single week. I think he's got, what, tw 25 fantasy points in like his last eight games or something ridiculous. But, um, you know, he's obviously a great play to, to pair with golf. So that's a very easy stack to make. And, um, you know, Swift, it sounds like Swift is trending in the right direction for, you know, being a little more healthy this week than he was last week. And, and he still looks really good last week on limited touches. So that, that Lions offense should continue to put up points and the Minnesota defense is non-existent. So, um, and, and same can be said for the, the Detroit defense, you know, non-existent there as well. Uh, you know, we've seen them give up big games to, to Philly and then Wentz had to come from behind. He'd started out slow, but ended up putting up a monster, monster game with another 30 point game. Uh, against Detroit uh, last week for Washington. So uh, I really like Cousins here. And and the very opposite of what I just said for Philly is is in play for Minnesota, a team that just disappointed in primetime on the road uh, now gets to come home for a 1 o'clock start, you know, at home uh, against a very, very uh, shoddy defense uh, in Detroit. So it's such a – after they just let down everybody, you know, everybody was on Justin Jefferson – uh, and cousins and and the whole the whole Minnesota crew, everybody, they just let everybody down in prime time. This is a perfect bounce back spot for them at home against against Detroit. So I really like that that game. Um, and then there's one game I'm curious to hear your thoughts. One game that I'm on that I don't I I haven't decided whether I'm going to go the QB route or the running back route. And if I go the QB route, I'm definitely going to fully stack this game. But Cincinnati and the Jets. The Jets actually rank first in terms of uh, pace of play uh, overall, and they're fourth in uh, time of, in in pace of play uh, when you factor in a neutral score. So that's you know within one touchdown. They're snapping the ball every twenty five seconds, which it, which is fourth in that neutral situation. So they're getting up. You know Joe Flacco isn't wasting any time. They want to play fast, and they're letting Flacco throw the ball. Uh, the the Jets. Uh, they actually are, you know, in the top half of the league in pass rate over expectation. So uh, they want to get up and throw the ball. And meanwhile, Cincinnati, they have faced two teams uh, to start the year that are running, you know, this famous cover, cover two, Tampa two, whatever you want to call it, uh, that, you know, we've seen teams run to slow, try to slow down Mahomes and to try to slow down Josh Allen over the last two years. Uh, now they're they're trying to do the same thing to the Bengals. So it's forced the Bengals to, you know, not be able to take as many deep shots down the field. But I'm just not sure that this Jets team can really rely on that because they don't have the pass rush that 
the Steelers had in week one against the Bengals with a healthy TJ Watt or th- that the Dallas Cowboys had in week two. Uh, and, and really that Bengals O-line has been their, their massive issue. They've given up 13 sacks uh, through two games and they've finally started to look somewhat good uh, on that off- offensive line in the second half uh, of that Dallas game. So, you know, I think that offensive line is going to turn a corner and the Jets are almost dead last in pressuring the QB. I think they only have three sacks through two games. So, I think this is an absolute blow-up spot for Cincinnati. Uh, and you can make a case for Mixon if if the Jets want to come out and just run that little cover two uh, where they just have four guys up front and dare the, the Bengals to run the ball. Mixon, you know, he's a great play. But, you know, if that's not working and the Jets have to resort to a different game plan, uh, Jamar Chase could absolutely blow the top off the New York Jets. Uh, we've seen, you know, anytime Burrow has time has time to throw, uh, Jamar Chase can can get behind anybody. So I am really toying with the idea of stacking up that game. Uh, I like Burrow. I like T. Higgins. He's relatively cheap at like 6K. Uh, Jamar Chase is going to be expensive, but he is going to be absolutely unowned. Uh, so I really like the idea of playing Chase and, and Mixon as well. Um, and then on the other side, it's very easy to run it back with the Jets. You've got Elijah Moore's 5K and Garrett Wilson who's getting all the targets he can handle. He's only 5,800. So that's a very cheap game uh, that I think is going to be absolutely unowned at like, we're talking like 2% across the board for all the main pieces here. So um, yeah, that Cincinnati Jets game for large field tournaments, I I think is, is probably the sharpest game you can stack this week. Yeah. Firstly, uh, Maddie or Maddie Walido (laughs) coming in with a $50, Super chat. We appreciate Sheesh. you, my guy. DJ Nation Pod, what is up? I'm with you, Maddie. Love Burrow Higgins stack this week. Yep. Yep. I, I, well, you know, I, I just really like that game in, in general. The, I don't think people are talking enough about how fast the Jets are trying to play on uh, their offense. You know, they've put up points uh, both weeks now. I mean, yes, it was, it was nine points against Baltimore, but, um, you know, they, they came back, they scored a touchdown late in that, you know, fourth quarter. Um, and uh, they put up a ton of points against against a bad Browns defense last week. So um, this Bengals defense, I mean, they gave up points to Mitch Trubisky week one and then just lost to a Cooper Rush-led Cowboys team in week two. So uh, I absolutely think Joe Flacco, who just threw for over 300 yards, can can put up points on the Bengals day two and force uh, Cincinnati to, you know, have to keep their foot on the pedal. So I really like – I just really like that game, and nobody's going to play it. Absolutely nobody's going to play it. Yeah, and this feels like a really uh, get back right spot for Cincinnati. Yep. Um, here, I mean, they their offenses look nothing like what anybody expected it to look like through these first two weeks of the season. So, I think yeah, we, I mean, honestly, week two, or I'm sorry, week three feels like the week of the guys that just haven't done anything yet who will end up doing something are due to explode, but everybody's playing the guys that have already exploded. Because if you look at ownership, you know, everybody wants to play. Amon Ra is like the highest owned wide receiver for, and, you know, for good reason. Um, Stephon Diggs is right up there with Amon Ra. And these are two guys that, you know, have just exploded over the last two weeks. Uh, but, you know, nobody wants to play Jamar Chase. But we know Jamar Chase can put up 50 points. <laughs> you know, he did it He did it last year. Like, he's going to be 2% owned. So it's like, it just feels like it's a week where, you know, don't play the guys that have just smashed in weeks one and two, just because they smashed in weeks one and two, you know, it's a great week to, you know, be forward thinking and think about the guys that are going to smash uh, this season at some point and which guys are in good spots to do that because they're going to do it sooner or later. 
And I mean, David Njoku tonight is a perfect example, right? He had what a combined like four fantasy points over the first two games, but he's been on the field, you know, the entire time. Uh, and now finally he's gotten a role and, and, you know, it's a pass catching role that we thought he would get and he's absolutely smashing tonight. So it's just a, I think Njoku is a perfect example for week three. Like don't just make teams based on what guys have done in weeks one and two try to be, you know, forward thinking here. Yeah, I agree um, with that. And I think it's a pretty sharp take too. I think you're right. I think a lot of people are going to, you know, funnel towards the guys that have, that have been doing the, the best, you know, and, and play off recency bias and, it's still too early in the season to be writing a lot of these these players off or these teams off. But um, for me this week, uh, I know you mentioned him, but uh, I think you glossed over him. Was Patrick Mahomes? Absolutely love him at seventy nine hundred. Uh, this is a great matchup for them against the Colts. Uh, they get to face a Gus Bradley defense, and um, here are the stats for Patrick Mahomes against Gus Bradley defenses. He has uh, seven point six one yards per attempt. 17 touchdowns, two only two interceptions, and a 65% completion percentage in the seven games that they faced a Gus Bradley-led defense. We know Gus Bradley in his career has uh, is, is one of those uh, guys who uh, doesn't really adjust all that much. He, he believes in his single high safety. And we know that Patrick Mahomes absolutely eats single high safety uh, coverages alive. That's why so many teams have switched to these the, you know, the two high uh, safety looks uh, and what gave him a little bit of troubles last year. If they don't change that, uh, th- this Chiefs offense is going to explode uh, in this game. And it's kind of interesting because I've kind of played around with a little bit of builds just to kind of seeing what you can get because Patrick Holmes is 7,900. And then you also have Travis Kelsey, who is massively priced up at also 7,900. Doing so, uh, you have to make some concessions, but I think also pairing him with a, I think you can do a Juju Smith-Schuster, or even if you wanted to get yep. a little bit different and go with like a MBS who could, because if you're if, if they're going to be seeing a lot of single high, you're going to see them uh, open this up, and they're going to they're going to take a uh, quite a few deep shots uh, in this game, and so you could see an MBS break loose, or you could also see like a McCall Hardman as well. So, I love Patrick Mahomes at 7900. I think a lot of people are going to go with some of these other options around him, like Jalen Hurts and Lamar Jackson and Josh Allen. This is going to all be pretty flat, and I don't think he's going to have the ownership that he should. And this is a very good matchup, even if it is on the road inside a dome against the Colts. And this Colts team is the same team that just got beat 20 to nothing and then uh, tied the Houston Texans. So this defense is not somebody, this is something I'm really all that concerned with here uh, in Indianapolis. So I love Patrick Mahomes at 7,900. And then you already talked about him, uh, but Jared Goff. Uh, I really like Jared Goff this week at $5,800 uh, on DraftKings and. You know, right now Minnesota has been rooting that great against uh, against uh, against the pass this year. They rank 23rd in pass DVOA, and they all, they've also allowed the 10th most DK points to the position. Um, the Lions actually are are also another team that has been uh, played uh, very fast this year. They actually ranked fourth in pace of play this year, which was a little surprising to me. And, and golf also ranks uh, 10th in air yards. Um, per attempt and 11th in fantasy points per drop back this year. So Jared Goff has been very good. And this offense has been very good. And it's something that we talked about around here all off season was that we thought that this Lions offense was going to be much better than what people were going to expect. And, you know, with Amon Ross St. Brown, who's he's, he's a stud, he's a star. Like he's a, he, uh, it is now confirmed that he's a stud, right? Cause all, all off season was, well, we don't really know if he's, if he's as good as he was. He only did that because Swift and Hawkinson were out. Well, now they're, they're, those guys are playing, and he is still absolutely crushing. So 
Um, I love the fact, I don't know if you saw on Twitter today, that uh, he is, uh, every time he is, uh, he plays somebody that was drafted ahead of him in, in the draft, uh, he kind of marks it off his list. Uh, I did see that. So I thought that was hilarious. But anyways, uh, so I do think Jared Goff, who's, who is cheap, I think is definitely in play. I think a couple different options. Um, I do love the Joe Burrow call, I think, are, are stacking up that game. But I also really like Derek Carr. Uh, who's only mm-hmm. fifty nine hundred dollars uh, going up against this Titans defense that just looks dreadful. You know they lost Harold Landry in the preseason, which uh, is a big blow to that pass rush. And that's another just... big bounce back spot too, because everybody everybody was on Vegas last week against Arizona. Yeah. Against Arizona, yes. And so I think Derek Carr, who's a little bit cheaper actually this week at fifty nine hundred, um, I think is is another direction we could go. And then last, I, I think like somebody like Stafford is fine at sixty five hundred. Uh, against the same Arizona Cardinals team. But I think right now the way I'm going to probably look to go is either I'm going to pay up for Mahomes or, you know, I mean, of course, Josh Allen or or Lamar Jackson, but depending on how many teams I play, but I'm definitely going to have a lot of Mahomes. I like going in that kind of middle direction of Joe Burrow, who's only 6,600 in that big bounce back spot. And then uh, Jared Goff. I don't think you need to go down below Jared Goff. Like the quarterbacks that are down there, like there's nobody that really stands out to me that I'm just like, oh man, I definitely want to play that guy. You know, the Trevor Lawrence, you know, against the Chargers. I really don't want that. Um, Marcus Mariota against Seattle. Like, he he offers some rushing upside. But I would just find the $300 more, the $400 more, and pay for golf or car. And so, really, there's no quarterbacks that, that are really cheap this week that I really want to play. The lowest I want to go is $5,800 Jared Goff. Yeah, I would just play Jared Goff. The only guy down there that I stopped and, you know, briefly even thought about was Matt Ryan. Uh, 5,200, and that's just because he's going to have to throw the ball to keep up with Kansas City. Um, and, and he put up 20 points in week one. In um, and that you know, they've just they just looked awful last week. I, I can't I can't bring myself to do it. Only thing I would say though is they didn't have Michael Pittman. Michael Pittman is sounds like he's going to play. He's been practicing all week, so uh, it sounds like he is training. And so is Alec Pierce, or their, their uh, second round yeah. pick. Uh, he is also looks like he is going to return. And I will mention with the Chiefs. Um, they did lose Trent McDuffie. Um, I don't know what happened uh, there, but uh, the Chiefs lost uh, Trent McDuffie, who is their starting corner um, for for that team, and so um, and as well as not just Trent McDuffie, but also uh, Willie Gay was also suspended for for the for the next four games over something that happened, I think, last offseason for breaking a vacuum. Ridiculous! Uh, little legitimately, that's exactly what happened. Uh, he, oh, you're back. I don't know what you did. I was clicking tabs and accidentally exed out of the stream yard. <laughs> anyway, so what I was saying was the Chiefs defense is going to be a little bit uh, underpowered. Is because Trip McDuffie's out. Uh, he's a, he he was placed on IR, short term IR, and then also they lost Willie Gay, who uh, got suspended for uh, breaking a vacuum. That's two hundred dollar vacuum of his uh, because she wouldn't let him into the NICU and uh, to see his son. And so he broke a vacuum because he was pissed off and he got suspended four games for that. So anyways, <clears throat> so, um, so the chiefs defense, I guess could be had if you really wanted to go to Matt Ryan, I think you could, but it's, I, I just don't think it's needed with all the options we have available to us this week at, at quarterback. Anyways, I agree. Yeah. It's, I don't think it's a week to get cute at QB play, play one of the good guys, one of the good QBs in a, in a great matchup and, and don't overthink it. And ownership's going to be spread out enough because there are so many good guys and good matchups that, you know, I would just, just play the guys that you want to play. Yeah. All right. So you want to move over to running back? Yep. Actually, let's do our, our normal routine here. 
give me your top three plays at quarterback for you this week. I'll say, I'll say my favorite up top. I'm probably just going to stick with Josh Allen. And then mid range, Joe Burrow and cheap Jared Goff. All right. Well, I'm very similar to you. I have, I have Mahomes, I have Burrow, and then I have Goff. So, I mean, if we want something different, uh, because we are all one same, I, Cousins. I do like Carr, uh, quite a bit, and then Cousins would be the other. Yep. Yeah. I, I am right there with you. I think one of the one of those five is where I will. Uh, and somebody, honestly, we somebody we didn't even touch on is Matt Stafford. Uh, against Arizona, Arizona is absolute dog shit. Uh, especially against the pass. So you know. Stafford very well could go overlooked. Uh, he's 6,500. He's going to be in the middle of the pack. And um, Arizona plays a ton of man coverage. And we saw last week that uh, Allen Robinson is going to be, you know, more, utilized more in, in matchups where there's there's more man coverage. Uh, the Bills played a, a ton of zone in week one. Uh, and, and Robinson couldn't seem to, you know, shake that. So um, I, I think, you know, Stafford, Cup, and, and Robinson, or even Stafford and one of Cupper, Robinson, and Higby, Higby's getting a ton of targets uh, as well, and and tight ends crush Arizona. So, you know, I I don't hate Stafford at all either. And I, they're one of the highest. The, I mean, Rams, Chiefs, you know, Bills. Like these are the offenses that are going to score the most points on a weekly basis. So, and they throw the ball a lot. So, yeah, any any week Stafford's going overlooked against a defense as bad as Arizona. Uh, I definitely have interest. Yeah, I mean the Rams too in terms of implied point totals this week. Um is what one two three four five six six highest implied point total of the uh, of the week uh 26 i will say that it has dropped they opened at 28 it has dropped down to 26 but still that is still a very healthy implied point yeah definitely all right for a team that you know doesn't really rely a ton on running backs yeah all right so let's go ahead and jump over to the running back position and so like i we mentioned jonathan taylor is at the top at 9K. He actually saw a price reduction. He was at 9,900 last week. This week he drops down to 9K. Christian McCaffrey at 8,800. Derrick Henry at 8,100. Austin Eckler at 8K. Dalvin Cook at 79. Joe Mixon at 76. Aaron Jones at 74. DeAndre Swift at 7,200. Kamara at 7K. And then at the 6K range, you have Fournette at 6,500. Gibson, 6,400. Clyde Edwards, Lair, 6,300. John um, James Conner who is questionable at 62, James Robinson at 61, and then A.J. Dillon at 6K. So in terms of this top group, I will say for me, I I love Fournette, especially with yep. all of the options yep. that are out yep. this week for the yep. Pack, or yep. for the Bucks. Yep, He's too cheap at 6,500. The man is top five in, oppor- uh, in, in opportunity, um, opportunity share uh, for him as well. So I, I just love Leonard Fournette. The only thing that really hasn't been there for him so far this year has been the targets. But other than that, he has an 81% opportunity share in this offense, uh, which is absolutely elite, top four among all running backs. Uh, he is the man in this offense. The only thing, like I said, that I would like to see more of is targets because he only has six uh, on a year, which is a little surprising for him considering how much he was utilized last year. But Mike Evans is suspended. He's not playing. Chris Godwin sounds unlikely he's going to play. Uh, Julio Jones is still very much up in the air if he's even going to play or not. I, I, we'll see on that. So we're looking at guys like Rashad Perriman. We're looking at guys like Scotty Miller and Russell Gage as being Tom Brady's, uh, you know, main targets here in this offense. And so 
I think Leonard Fournette is going to see a healthy amount of targets in this game against the Packers, who have a very good secondary as well. And then I also think Austin Eckler is due for a, a really big game. I mean, he hasn't had really one this year so far. He's been good, not great uh, so far this season. It's kind of, uh, He has not scored a touchdown after scoring 20 touchdowns last year, but he's only 8K. I really like getting to him against Jacksonville. And then I think kind of like the same along the same lines of you were talking about, Dalvin Cook. I think he bounces back in a big way against this Lions, uh, this Lions uh, defense at 7,900. Those are the three top guys that are, you know, kind of in this upper tier range of running backs that I really like. Uh, who are you coming in on? Yeah, I, I'm right there. I, I'm right there with you on on each guy you just mentioned. I just want to reiterate on Fournette. He's probably going to come in as the highest on running back, and I simply don't care. He is too cheap for the workload he gets, and this matchup that he gets. We just saw David Montgomery just run all over, <laughs> run all over the Packers in a game they were losing. Uh, you know, the whole time. So, uh, it's. Yeah, it's a spot I'm just going to, you know, ignore ownership and just play Leonard Fournette. I think he's the best play on the slate from a, you know, just a, a overall optimal standpoint. Uh, it's the same, you know, and Saquon Barkley didn't work out last week, but it's the same play as as Barkley last week that I'm just going to play him. Uh, and, and, you know, if it doesn't work, it doesn't work. But, you know, it's projecting as the best spot at too low of cost at a position that has been very hit or miss this year. Um, I like what every running back was awful last week, except for Nick Chubb pretty much. So it's like, you know, if you are confident in a running back is going to have success, just play them because the running back position has been a absolute disaster through two weeks. So, um, the, the one guy you didn't mention in this top tier that, that I want to touch on is, uh, is Joe Mixon. And I already touched on him once, but I definitely think he's in play if you're not interested in Burrow, uh, because I just, I think that this is a get right spot for Cincinnati. Uh, and, and we saw Mixon, you know, all year last year, he had one, two, three, four, five, six, seven games of over 25 DK points. And one, two, uh, three of those were over 28, two over 30. So uh, he can definitely get up there. Uh, and I, I love the Eckler call as well. Uh, I know the the Chargers were trailing the Chiefs all last week, but Eckler saw 10 targets uh, and and to go along with his 14 carries. Uh, so it's, you know, had 14 carries and four targets in week one in a game that, you know, they were playing from in front. So he's pretty much going to see 20 plus touches or opportunities. And like you said, a guy that scored so many touchdowns last year, hasn't scored any yet, uh, through two weeks and is still putting up fantasy points. Uh, that's, you know, it just feels like it's such an obvious play, but I feel like, you know, with his price being 8k that people aren't going to play him. Uh, he's, he's currently coming in under 10% owned projected. So, uh, yeah, I really like the Eckler call a lot and, and I'm not going to get cute at running back and I'm only going to, I'm not playing running back in the flex with how, you know, shoddy that position has been this year. Um, so I'm going to end up with, you know, Fournette and one of those other guys that we talked about. Then there's one guy I want to get your thoughts on and that's Cordero Patterson. Uh, 5,800 against Seattle, a team that has, you know, historically last year and this year so far given up an un ungodly amount of targets to the running back position. Uh, 5,800, you know, he saw an absolutely ridiculous workload in week one. Uh, and then last week, you know, he didn't see as much of a workload, but I, it was against the Rams. So I, you know, I don't want to, you know, don't want to, you know, factor in that matchup too much, especially when we get, you know, a matchup with Seattle here. So, do you have any interest in Cordero Patterson? 
I mean, I don't mind him. I get the matchup part of it. He hasn't been seeing as many targets as I thought he would actually see. Uh, he did see five week one, but he only saw one last week, and especially in a game that they were trailing. I thought that was a little odd, to say the least. Um, but he still is playing about 60%. He's getting handling about 60% of the opportunities in his backfield. Uh, we did see Tyler Algier get a little bit more opportunities uh, last week. Um, he didn't get to play week one, but then uh, he played this week at thirty. But he did play thirty percent of the snaps, ten carries. But he, he had he was also not involved in the passing game either. But Cordero Patterson, like he's super explosive, and like he's like you mentioned, it is a really good matchup for him. And so again, I don't mind playing him, and I I think he's a viable option. Um, where is he at? So yeah, he's not even really Cordero Patterson, not even really running routes either. He's only running about 11 routes per game, which is 35th among all running backs right now. Interesting. And, and so I don't really know the the reasoning behind that, uh, behind why they're not using him more as a pass catcher, because that's kind of where he was utilized a little bit more last year. But right now, uh, he's not. But, I mean, it is a good matchup. But I, I think there's other options. Uh, Walido actually uh, has a question about the other running back on the, um, that is right by, uh, above him. He wants to know uh, what's projected ownership for David Montgomery. I'm guessing it's probably top three. You're correct. He's second highest behind only Fournette. Yeah, he's 5,900 against Houston. And that is not somebody I want to play at high ownership. No. Uh, I I would agree. Uh, I do not love him. And actually, if I wanted to get cute, uh, I would actually just go to the other side of that game and play Damian Pierce, who's 5K. Chicago has been dreadful against the run this year. Yep. And so, uh, and we saw Damian Pierce last week get 15 carries in that game. You know, they really uh, utilized him a lot more heavily in that in that way. And so, oh, Nick Chubb just scored. Um, and so, for me, I think when you look at that, uh, like I think I would just get leverage right off of David Montgomery and just go to Damian Pierce. I mean, we're still yeah, talking I, about two really bad offenses. I don't hate the the Damian Pierce call at all. Yeah, and so. So Alito, I, I, you can play David Montgomery, but if he's going to be that high owned, I would rather fade him, especially cost uh, included. So, um, anyways, so speaking of these, this lower tier range of of running back, is there anybody that you that you do have interest in uh, here in this range? Because we have like like you already mentioned Cordell Patterson, you have the Rams running backs Daryl Henderson's fifty seven hundred, Cam Akers is only fifty five hundred. Miles Sanders is only 5,500. Um, and then you have guys like, you know, Devin Singletary, Jamal Williams. Josh Jacobs is only 5,400. That seems pretty cheap for him. And then, you know, that's that's Chase Edmonds is 5,100. But then you also, I think, have, you know, Raheem Mostert, who actually handled more of the, this backfield last week, uh, who's also in that range. But I don't know about you, but I don't really don't love any of the five carries. Like I said, Damian Pierce, I will have some of uh, just because I think that he's a nice leverage playoff of David Montgomery. And I like this matchup for him and he's only 5K. If I'm going to drop down, I'm going to drop down to him. But other than that, like this 5K range is a little gross. Like I would I would love to play Cam Akers at 5,500, but I really just don't know what they're doing right now with, with this backfield. We did see Cam Akers get more involved last week, but it's still more of a committee right now. And then other than that, um, that's that's kind of where I'm at. Maybe Miles Sanders, but he's not involved in the passing game either. Yeah, I think if you had a, you know, if you had to make me choose, I think the I think the Jets guys are interesting, just because of how much Flacco throws to the running back position. 
Uh, I mean, Brees Hall saw nine targets in week one. He only saw one target last week, but Michael Carter seen nine targets and five targets in the first two weeks. So I think one of those two guys. And then the other guy I'm just going to keep – I mentioned him last week. I'm going to just keep keep an eye out on him, Travis Etienne. I think at some point, you know, he's going to be more involved. I mean, he's running a, a route on pretty much half of the dropbacks. Uh, and I, I think his volume is going to go up as the season goes on. And uh, this is a game that they should trail, you know, the majority of the time. So I would, you know, I would think he would play more than, than Robinson uh, in this game, but you know, Robinson, you know, has looked better than we all thought he would coming off an Achilles injury. So, uh, you know, he has definitely earned his share of that offensive back backfield. So uh, those would be the only guys I would even consider, but I just don't think this is a week you need to do it. I think, you know, you play one one of those guys up top, whether it's Eckler, Mixon, Dalvin Cook, Jonathan Taylor, and pair him with Fournette and just move on and, and figure out wide receiver. Yeah, because I, I, I think the running back position is a little gross. Uh, a little it is. Here. I mean, there's there's some guys definitely at the top that I really like. But if you're wanting to play the high-priced wide receivers, there's not like those – excuse me, slam dunk options in the lower tier that we're yeah. kind of accustomed to seeing, right? Because like this week, just that 5K range is just kind of really gross to me. Like there's nobody, there's not many that stand out. Uh, you know, David Montgomery's obviously, you know, but he's going to be so highly owned at 5,900. And then, like I said, you know, you have the Miles Sanders, Cam Akers, but all of those guys have major question marks. You know, Cam Akers last week only still only played, he did see a lot more touches. He had 15 carries, but only played 42% of the snaps. Only he had he did have three targets, which is somewhat encouraging. But um, you know, it's just it's just hard to trust all, all these guys. If you want to take some shots on some of these guys, I don't mind it if you need to. But I just don't think it makes a lot of sense. And like I said, Damian Pierce, and then I do kind of like the like the Brees Hall call. Uh, he's only fifty three hundred. And then if you want to go to Michael Carter, he's fifty two hundred. Like both those guys are in that range. But I don't know. Like I I just can't do it. Like I I just don't think you have to do that with 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 these guys. I think I would figure out a way. If you know, if you want to pay down a little bit at running back and go like Fournette and I don't know, like a CEH or something like that, I think you could do that. Um, something like that if you're wanting to uh, get in some of these jam in some of these high priced wide receivers because you know wide receivers so far this year is really balled out. Yeah, I, I agree. Yeah. All right. So let's move over to if you don't have anybody else to talk about, we can jump over to wide receivers. Yep, I'm good. Okay, so at wide receiver, we have Cooper Cup, at, once again, at 9,900, who's just on an absolute torrid pace, who is averaging 35.3 fantasy points per game right now uh, for through his first two games of the season. Justin Jefferson is 9,300. Devontae Adams, 8,400. Jamar Chase is 8,100. Stephon Diggs, too cheap at 7,700. I don't know what the hell uh, he's, he's that cheap for. He should be up there in that at least the 80, you know, the 8-plus eight, K range for sure. And then Tyree Kill, 7,600. A.J. Brown, 7,300. Amon Ross St. Brown is starting to move up at 7,200. Michael Pittman at 6,900. Jalen Waddell is 6,800. Michael Mike Williams is 6,700. And then Keenan Allen, Terry McLaurin, Gabe Davis, Chris Godwin, who is very questionable, and Chris, Christian Kirk, T. Higgins, who's too cheap at 6,100. Mm -hmm. D.K. Metcalf and Alan Lazard and Marquise Brown wrap up the 6K range. Maddie, I'll let you go first this time. Where are you going with the, with this uh, with the wide receivers? Uh, so I completely agree. T. Higgins at sixty one hundred is is ridiculously too cheap. That's a guy that can put up twenty to twenty five points every single week. Uh, he is just, you know, 
that uh, 6k for a guy that you know gets his volume in his caliber of an offense going against the the Jets defense this week uh wh- where they should have a ton of time to to move the ball down the field it's uh that is a very cheap price tag for him so um i like him a lot uh this buffalo miami game i like that game a lot uh i can't say i want to play a $7700 Stefan Diggs when he is the highest projected highest on wide receiver on the slate. So I'll probably end up off him, but the Miami side, I mean, Waddle and uh, Waddle and Tyreek, those guys are definitely going to be in play, especially if the, the bills end up missing two of their starting uh, secondary uh, guys. So that's definitely something to keep an eye on. I already mentioned Jamar chase, but for all the same reasons, I like T Higgins. I like chase as well. He just costs two K two K more uh, to get up to him. And I, He's like I said, he's going to be two percent owned, you know, especially being three only three hundred dollars cheaper than Devontae Adams. So uh, we know J- Jamar Chase can break any slate. So uh, very interesting if you can find a way to get sneak him on a build. Uh, AJ Brown, we saw him absolutely annihilate in Week One, uh, almost thirty DK points. Uh, I would expect him to come in rather rather low owned, being priced up to seventy three hundred. Uh, price right next to Amon Ra and right below Stefan Diggs. And those two guys are, are projecting as the highest known wide receivers on the slate. So uh, there's a lot of pivot points here at wide receiver uh, that, that are, you know, in great spots that can absolutely crush. So I, I really like, you know, a handful of these guys that are not the chalk and I, and I, and not saying don't play Amon Ra and don't, don't play Diggs. That's, that's, you know, they're good plays for, for all, for, you know, all the reasons that everybody wants to play them, but, uh, anytime that guys that cost, you know, seven, eight K are going to be, you know, the highest known guys on the slate. And, and there's paths that those guys only get 15 points. Uh, you know, I'm just going to take my chances usually and, and, and play the guys around them that, that have the same ceiling and hope that it works out for me. So I, uh, that is going to be where I end up in this top, top range. But honestly, I think I'm going to end up with a couple guys from this, this five to six K range. Like I know you stopped at six K, but Michael Thomas, uh, he's run a route on, you know, 96% of, of, of the Saints dropbacks. He's seen 17 targets through, through two games. He's 5,900 against Carolina. So um, I really like Michael Thomas here. And I know Jameis Winston's dealing with a back injury, but, you know, Thomas is just getting too much volume uh, and, and he looks healthy. Uh, and he's got, you know, 23 and, and 18 DK points in back-to-back weeks. So, you know, even if he repeats that, a 6K is not going to kill you. And he's got a, you know, he's definitely got a 100 yard ceiling and a touchdown. So uh, I, I think he's interesting. Uh, Drake London has taken over as the alpha uh, in Atlanta. And he's starting to see an, an absolute ridiculous amount of targets there. Uh, he's had 12 targets last week after seven in week one. And he didn't even really play in the pre, like get any activity in, in the preseason. So uh, he is he is starting to take over, and we already mentioned that Seattle defense isn't necessarily something to be scared of. Uh, Allen Robinson already mentioned him. Arizona plays a ton of man coverage, and we saw last week uh, with the the Rams uh, facing a, a, a man coverage heavy team uh, that you know Allen Robinson was starting to get more involved in that offense. So uh, his third week with that team, you know, I, I think Allen Robinson has also has you know a hundred yard and a touchdown upside with the Rams. Uh, so he's very interesting. And we, you briefly mentioned Juju uh, Smith-Schuster, 5,500 against Indy. Uh, that is, you know, somebody I'm probably going to have a ton of and will allow me to get to the Austin Ecklers uh, in, on, at the running back position. 
we mentioned the Jets, Garrett Wilson, 5,400, Elijah Moore, 5K. Like there's just so many guys in this 5 to 6K range that you really can comfortably pay for these running backs up top. And you can, you know, pair three of these guys with one elite wide receiver. Uh, and, and that's how you save your salary because there's not really – I'll let you touch on, you know, bottom of the barrel guys because I don't really see any this week like we had last week. Like obviously there was the Colts situation and we had Greg Dortch uh, as the obvious $3,500 play last week. Uh, he scored a touchdown, but I don't really see any, there's nobody popping off the page like that for me so far. Maybe I just, maybe I've missed somebody due to an, an injury. I just haven't caught, but to, I just think my build as of right now is, is going to end up with, a, you know, a couple of these 5k, 5,500, 6k guys at receiver, maybe fitting in, you know, one Jamar chase type guy, uh, and then fitting in Fournette and, and trying to get to Eckler running back. So it's my basically all this to say is my I think my build is going to be more balanced uh, from a salary uh, standpoint as opposed to stars and scrubs. Yeah, and uh, I I completely agree with the sentiment on the you know those five K range. There's so many different options uh, through here that yeah I, you already took. I mean Drake London was something I was absolutely going to talk about. Uh, the dude is just ha- has played very very well over the first two games of the season. There's nobody else there to really pull targets away from except for Kyle Pitts. Uh, and that's really the end of the list. But I, I think there's a few options out here in the 4K range if you want to get a little different. I think Traylon Burks uh, can make a little bit of sense at $4,900 uh, going up against the Raiders. The Raiders secondary is not very good. And we're starting to see this, uh, you know, him, uh, Traylon Burks, that is, uh, get a little bit more opportunities here uh, last week. He Now, he's not playing a ton of snaps. He played 36% of the snaps week one and 47% of the snaps in week two. But other than that, like I think he could be somebody that could, uh, especially in the, just just because of the matchup, I think could be a, a direction if you wanted to go there. I think that you know I already mentioned the two Chiefs wide receivers. If you want to take some shots here on Marquez Valdez Scantling and, and McCole Hardman, especially with the Gus Bradley defense that plays single high, that that is going to open things up for you know we know Patrick Mahomes wants to take shots down the field, but he's learned to be a little bit more patient. But if they're going to stick with a single high uh, look then expect the Chiefs to really open this offense up and really start airing it out. Uh, that's exactly what we saw last year uh, whenever they played uh, Gus Bradley defenses both times. And then uh, from there, uh, Chris Olave at 4,500. The dude has the set, uh, I think it was the third highest air yards uh, since the, they've been tracking the stat. Uh, he had over 300 air yards last week in one game, uh, which was just absolutely ridiculous. He saw a ton of targets in that game as well. Uh, last week, 13 targets in that game, five for 80 on 13 targets. So uh, if you want to take a shot on him at $4,500, because that opportunity is definitely going to be there. And then Greg Dortch, as long as Rondell Moore continues to be out, Greg Dortch makes sense. I feel like he's like the, the TFA or the DFS DGEN, uh guy that we've talked about both weeks of the season as, as being a very viable option. And he has paid off both weeks. So he is $4,300. I think you could go there if you wanted to get a little bit different, but I think that's really as far as low as that I would really feel comfortable going. You know, we talked about some of the Bucks guys. Like, if you wanted to go with like a Scotty Miller, you know, if all these guys are out, I mean, he saw he led the team in targets, I believe, last week with eight. He's only thirty eight hundred dollars. We've seen him pop off before with Brady. Um, and then you have like Romeo Dobbs. You want to take a shot? I, I just can't. Like, he's just not getting that much opportunity. And the, the rest of them are very much like just complete and utter dart throws. So. I don't think you really need to. I don't love the 4K range, but those would kind of be the guys that I would look at if I wanted to pay down. But for the most part, like you mentioned, like I think this 5K range is is pretty juicy. Like Allen Robinson, love that call. Drake London, absolutely love him as well. 
Uh, I think both of those guys uh, could definitely, uh, you know, pay off, their, especially their pricing. Juju Smith-Schuster, love this matchup for him. And so, you know, he's only 5,500. And, and so I think if you, those are probably the three 5K guys that I really like. Rashad Bateman, I think, is interesting as a play, but he's still not, I mean, he's seeing an okay in terms of target share, seven targets last week, only five this week before. It's got to really depend on what kind of game this is, though, against New England, too, as well. Like, this this feels like this could be a little bit more of a gross game. You know, last week, obviously, they played against the that wild-ass game against the Dolphins that just went absolutely nuclear in terms of fantasy production. Like, you basically had to have, you know, kind of Lamar or, or Tua, and then, you you know, to go along with, uh, Tyreek and Jalen Waddle uh, last week, both who scored over 40 plus DK points. So um, I don't expect that again this week. And so, you know, I don't mind going with a, a, a Rashad Bateman, but this game just doesn't feel like something that I think you have to target. Uh, and so I don't, like I said, I don't mind it. But and then T Higgins, $6,100 is, is criminal. He should be at least 7K. There's no reason he should be $6,100 uh, in, in this matchup against the Jets. It doesn't make any sense to me. So I do like that call as well going with him. So. Um, I think for me, in terms of the top guys, I don't really mention him that much, but I think Devontae Adams is in a prime bounce-back spot. We just saw Stephon Diggs annihilate this, this secondary that they have. So $8,400, uh, Devontae Adams, I think, is a nice pivot off these these higher-priced uh, Cooper Cup and Justin Jefferson. Um, I totally agree with you on Chase. And then A.J. Brown, definitely agreed there. But then I also have a lot of interest in Michael Pittman at $6,900 as well against the Chiefs. They're going to be playing from behind. He is definitely the alpha in this offense. So um, that being said, those are kind of the wide receivers that I'm really looking at the most. Yeah. And I, I did some scrolling while you were talking. There is a uh, one guy that's rather cheap that I have interest in, and that's Zay Jones at 4k. Uh, the Jags playing the chargers. Uh, we, we saw they had to air it out week one when they played Washington and they didn't have to at all this past week. So, you know, another guy's got a ton of volume outside of Christian Kirk, but uh, his, his was more efficiency than it was total volume, but, um, yeah, Zay Jones, he had nine targets in week one against Washington in a game that they trailed for, you know, the majority of the day. Um, and, and they are definitely going to be trailing against the chargers, assuming Herbert is, is, is playing. Uh, so, um, I think he's interesting and, uh, I would prefer, I think he's truly their number two. I think Marvin Jones is starting to age to the point where he's more of a, a number three guy and Kirk is their clear number one. So, uh, Zay Jones is, I think, their number two, you know, guy in that offense in a in a game that they should be trailing for the majority of the day. Yeah, I don't mind that. I don't mind that either. Um, all right, let's go ahead and jump over to tight ends. And tra- like I already mentioned, Travis Kelsey is a thousand dollars more than any other tight end at seventy nine hundred. Mark Andrews coming off a really big uh, big day at sixty nine hundred. Darren Waller at fifty eight hundred. Kyle Pitts at forty eight hundred. Dallas Goddard at forty seven hundred. Zach Ertz at 46, Tyler Higby, 4,500, Gerald Everett, way too cheap at 4,400 in my opinion, uh, $4,300, Mike Kosicki, and then you have Hawkinson at 4,200, which feels really cheap as well for him, and then Dawson Knox rounds up the the the, the, four, the 4K and above guys. Are you One, are you going to play Travis Kelsey? And two, tell me why Gerald Everett's not the best play point per dollar uh, at tight end. Uh, no, I'm probably not playing Kelsey. Uh, and it's solely because of ceiling, not because of floor. And two, Gerald Everett is not the best play. 
because his name is not Kyle Pitts or uh, who was my other guy? Uh, Irv Smith. I like Irv Smith a lot. Thirty one hundred this week. I can I can give you Kyle Pitts. I guess at forty eight hundred dollars. Forty eight hundred dollar Kyle Pitts against Seattle, who historically <laughs> plays a ton of zone. No, yeah, that makes yeah that yeah yeah. I got too excited. Yeah, forty eight hundred dollars, only four hundred dollars uh, more expensive than Gerald Everett. Forty eight hundred dollars, Kyle Pitts. But I mean, he has been certifiably terrible. The only thing that would that would also worry just worry me once again would just be that this game feels like it could be really gross and really slow paced. Two teams that really want to run the football, and so that would be the only thing that would concern me. But at forty eight hundred dollars, it doesn't take much for him to pay that price off. So I, I do really like that call. I mean, I think if you wanted to go like a Tyler Higby, who's been seeing a lot of targets in that offense, um, you know, has 20 targets over his first two games, or first two weeks, 11 week one, nine last week against Atlanta. You yeah. know, he's, he's right there in between that as well. Arizona gets absolutely obliterated by tight ends too. I Higby's such, he's such a good play this week. Yeah. And then TJ Hawkinson, who's 4,200. Uh, I think you could go there as well as part of a game stack with like a Jared Goff or um, something like that. But in terms of pay down options, like, I don't know, like Cole Komet intrigues me at $3,400, but the guy's done absolutely, when I mean nothing, I mean, he's done absolutely nothing. I don't even know if he's been targeted yet. If he has, oh no, sorry. He has one target or two targets, two targets through the first two weeks of the season. He's got a target a game. I don't know what the hell they're doing in Chicago. I was hoping that this offense was going to be better. And uh, with you know under new leadership, but it has not so far. It has been maybe actually worse than what it was before. So, um, and then from there, thirty one hundred dollars Irv Smith. I do I do agree with you on that call. I think Jawan yeah. Johnson is kind of interesting in terms of uh, he saw five targets week one, seven targets last week. He's only twenty nine hundred dollars for the Saints, and so you know going up against Carolina, I, I think that that is a direction if you really want to pay down. I like that. I like going with somebody like that who's only twenty nine hundred dollars. Yeah, I don't hate that. I, I'd probably just pay the two hundred extra for Irv Smith in a offense that should score more points uh, in the Vikings as opposed to the Saints. But um, it's a you know all the same reasons. I mean, Ir- Irv got eight eight targets last week, uh, and they eased him back in week one coming off that injury. So, um, yeah. All right, so we're pretty much just going to play. All the Kyle Pitts and Ty, you know maybe some Tyler yeah. and Gerald Everett. I mean Kyle Pitts, he's going to end up smashing one of these weeks, right? Especially when with everybody talking about uh, Drake London. Oh yeah. So all right, well I think that pretty much wraps up tight end. Let's go ahead and jump over to defenses here on this one. And I'll be honest, I think you just throw a dart and hope one hits because like there's not like to me at least this week like Cincinnati last week was like mega chalk for defenses. But there were just, uh, you know, better options around them. And then this week, like, there's nobody that just, like, truly stands out to me and down here in this this really cheap range. Um, Like, the Texans at $2,600. I don't mind that um, at all in Chicago, especially as bad as Chicago has looked. I don't really mind that. Um, if you want to go Atlanta at $2,700 or the Seahawks, for that matter, either one of those I think could be options viable options against each other yeah te- like a- texans were my were my when i did a first look uh earlier this week the texans were my placeholder defense at 2600 
it was them and the the Raiders, but Tannehill just he doesn't really just he just doesn't turn the ball over. He takes care of it, and they like to run the ball a lot. So the, Vegas, who doesn't generate a ton of pressure or hasn't through two weeks, uh, I don't know. I just feel like that there's not while Tennessee might not score a ton, it just feels like the Raiders just won't have a ton of chances for getting fantasy points. I will say I also don't understand why the Eagles are only twenty nine hundred dollars. Um, as well as that defense has looked uh, through the first two weeks of the season. And you have, uh, you know, Washington with Carson Wentz, who uh, has yeah. a tendency of uh, making yeah. some really bad decisions and For turning sure. the ball over. And so $2,900 Philadelphia, I think, is uh, – I typically don't like paying up for defenses, but I, I really don't consider $2,900 like a true pay up. It's more like middle of the road. Yeah. So I think the Eagles also make a lot of sense at $2,900. For sure. I'm good with that. So, okay. Well – that wraps that up. So why don't we do what we always do? Let's build a lineup. Let's do it. Why don't you start us off? Uh, Leonard Fournette. Okay, $6,500 Leonard Fournette. You know what? Let's go Joe Burrow. All right, then let's try... I mean, we could double stack Burrow. And just if he goes nuclear, uh, I'll say, I'll say Jamar Chase. Yeah, I got, you want to go Chase and Higgins? <clears throat> All right. Uh, and then let's run it back. You, you want Everybody's going to play, if they were to play the Jets, they'd play Wilson. You want to play Elijah Moore to be different? And he's cheaper. Yeah, let's do that. All right. So we need a running back, a tight end, a flex, and a defense, $4,400 remaining. Let's pull out this other running back role. I feel like we need a little bit of cash. Actually, what defense do we want? Uh, we can start with the Bears. The Bears defense at 38? I'm sorry. I meant Houston at the Bears. Oh, I was like, what? We're, sorry. We're all... <laughs> I was, that game. Yeah. Okay. So that helps. It gives you a little clarity of what we're, what we're going to do here. Okay. So, right, so I'm going to – let me see if we can make this work. And I'm going to play – because I want action on this game, and I'm going to play. I'm going to go Dalvin Cook. No, that's that's not going to happen. We're not going to be able to do that. That only leaves thirty six hundred dollars remaining. What we could do uh, is not play one of Chase or Higgins and play Hayden Hurst. Attach the tight end to our QB. But if Burrow's smashing, it's probably with with Higgins and Chase. I would assume. But I mean, Hurst Hurst definitely can catch a touchdown. I mean, he's been involved. I mean, he's got 15 targets in two weeks. He hasn't caught a touchdown yet, but if he does, they'll get you 16 points. I'm going to do a little correlation here. We got Texas D. We're going to go Damian Pierce. F5K, take out Cook. Right. So that leaves 5K, tight end, flex. Okay, well, let's go uh, Let's go Pitts then. 5,300 remaining at flex. You know what? We're going to take a little shot here. We're going to go... We're going to go Marquez Valdez Scantling at $4,700. Works for me. And if we wanted to make any other move, that would leave $600 remaining. We Dang, wanted to we're so that. close to being able to afford Juju. We were 200 off, which we, we could want just punt, punt defense completely. Yeah, but that's what I was about to say. To get Juju in there. Yeah, I don't even know who, I, who you would pick, though. Defense is gross down there. Let's go Jags. I'm good with it. Especially, no. I mean, if Herbert's hurt. Yeah, yeah. 
All right, let's do that. Okay, we'll do, do that. So we go Burrow, Fournette, David Pierce, uh, Jabbar Chase, T. Higgins, Elijah Moore, Kyle Pitts, Juju Smith-Schuster, and Jags D. And if we wanted to make any sort of difference or any sort of changes, uh, you know, we could always drop down from one of these uh, Bengals wide receivers like a Jawar Chase or T. Higgins and make it a little bit different here. But I really like this lineup. Yeah, it's a solid lineup. That Dude, that Cincinnati Jets game, I'm telling you, nobody's going to play it. Literally nobody's going to play that game. All right, let's lock it in. It has been entered. Uh, thoughts of these two lineups, Carr, Cook, Fournette, Adams, Higgins, Olave, Irv, Burks, and Texans. I mean, I don't mind it. I don't, I don't mind that lineup. Yeah, that's... Dalvin Cook, Fournette. Yeah, I'm good with it. Carr to Adams. It's got Burks. Traylon Burks is the run back. Yeah, no, that's fine. Yeah. Yeah, I like that. I think that's fine. So, all right. Well, with that being said, uh, we don't talk about this enough, but uh, and I probably should mention this every show, but I don't. But uh, we have an absolutely free Discord uh, that you can join. We have all the channels, Redraft, Dynasty, DFS. We have a DFS channel that gets going, especially on the weekends a little bit. Uh, I'd like to get more people in there, grow the old DFS side. Uh, but, we, you know, any sort of form of fantasy football is in there. It's absolutely free. Uh, you can find that in the uh, comments of any of one of our uh, YouTube videos. Uh, link in there. Like I said, it's absolutely free, so you guys can go ahead and jump in there. I appreciate everybody checking out the video, and I hope everybody has a great week two. Uh, this this slate looks absolutely amazing, and I hope every, uh, I just want to you know want to hear about some people winning some money this weekend. So we will catch you guys on the next one. Bye. Think you can tell me what to do? Know who you're talking to? you sent the game-winning email at the buzzer, avoiding a 4.55 meeting on everyone's calendar. How did you do it? 
I got a huge assist from Grammarly, an AI writing partner that helped me make my point. And it works everywhere I write. Summarizing a doc only took one click. When everyone uses Grammarly, everything just makes sense. Go to Grammarly.com slash podcast to download it for free. That's Grammarly.com slash podcast. Easier said, done.